0: beginning transmission 53 cinderella from
1: fabled town with love file under women empowerment
0: this week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Welcome to the episode of the funnily Each week a monthly band of comic readers slash amateur bar. Attempt to pair cocktails with comic books. All while trying to not sound like a complete morons in the process. You can find these idiots on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr You can search for something? No, what?
2: You read too many comic books. <laughs> we
0: now join Brian, Q, Adam, and Todd. We Nikon, Sanka, Adam, Toto. I'm too sober for this shit.
2: Hey. We are rolling before this shit falls
1: apart and <laughs> And the funny thing is, none of us are even, I don't think we're even really drinking. This is just fucked up I technology. Mean, I am, but. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
2: Not <laughs> <laughs> that. Oh.
1: Oh, someone's been naughty.
2: Okay. <laughs> someone's naughty. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll cut in the other stuff from before. So, Q, would you like to continue on with your intro? <laughs>
3: I'm, or start I mean, over again. I'm, let's just start I'll just start over
2: again. Okay, let's start over. Okay. So, welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. This week, we are doing <laughs> Fables, Cinderella. We've had a weird, uh, weird time uh, trying to get to this point recording-wise. Technology has not been our friend this afternoon. Uh, this is part of our... A month of female empowerment books Uh, We got one more week next week Which will be a recommendation from Mm Q But this week this recommendation came from Todd Which is an offshoot of the Fable series Which we will also be reading the first book of that Next month because two of the members of our uh, panel Have not read it yet Uh, Ring the shame bell here if you have it at home And you're playing along Uh, But Todd recommended this book Todd would you like to give us a brief Non-spoilery explanation Of what we're about to encounter with this book
0: Preview? Preview. (laughs) That's the word I was looking for, preview! Alright, so Fables is, if anyone's watched the TV show Once Upon a Time, (laughs) (laughs) you have a general idea of what Fables is. It did precede it, but since none of the characters are under copyright, people can say, hey, that's a good idea, we'll just do that, but slightly different. So you've got the world of Fables, they're all living in modern day New York, but they are the Fables you know from your childhood. Cinderella, however, has grown up, divorced Prince Charming, and is now a covert operative going on adventures in the world. So, you got Cinderella owns a shoe store by day, Covert Operative by night, having adventures of both um, the reality we know that intermixes with the magical realm that we don't.
2: Yep. There, there's well, a preview. Good preview. Awesome, and Doesn't spoil anything. So, uh, we've already heard from him, but now we'll introduce him because I'm doing this out <laughs> of order for no particularly good reason. We have Todd. Hi, I'm Todd. You can find me on the Funny Books and Firewater <laughs> podcast.
0: I... Uh, am here I work a lot and then you'll find me here but yeah if you look for me elsewhere you can find lovely pictures my sister posted of me 20 years weird. ago oh man I just looked at that and I'm like why the fuck is she posting yeah. pictures of 20 years ago oh that's cause yeah. that, she still thinks you're that age I that's know sure too.
2: Thank you. <laughs> your sister's always kind of been that way if, if, oh, yeah. if, you're, if, if you're out of her sight she thinks you stay the same age Oh, still does.
0: She still perfect. thinks I'm 14, and she treats yeah. me that way. And I'm like, yeah. that's why we don't have a great relationship. Well, then yeah. to her, I am eternally
3: a zygote, and I'm fine with that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Because, because Q's only 24 to begin
2: with. So. Uh-huh. That's right. And so, yeah. we'll stay that way forever and, and ever, ever and ever. Cool. Speaking of the eternal 24-year-old and slacker, uh, when it comes to costuming, we have Q. I mean,
3: just bathing in the blood of virgins. Uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Q. I'm 24 years old. I like love walks on the beach. Uh, anyway, sorry. Hi. Um, so, <laughs> I'm not slacking, uh, but uh, I am costuming Sister Act at Fort Tobacco Players this summer. We just had our uh, first rehearsal. Uh, by the time you hear this, we'll be two weeks into the rehearsal process. Um the, uh, I did my plot, and I have 100 costumes less than White Christmas, but still
2: slacker. Totaling at
3: 155 costume changes. Um, very, very exciting stuff. Uh, I am also currently, um, in The Tempest, which opens on May 5th. Uh, At Port Tobacco Players, I've also got my cabaret coming up at the uh, New Deal Café called Eleanor's New Deal Cabaret. Uh, It presents Broadway on the Beltway, hosted by me, Demanda Martini. Uh, I'm putting together uh, a cabaret night of show tunes with a bunch of my friends. We're all extremely talented, so if you are in the D.C. area and would like to come over and hear, and I have Showtunes and Fabulosity, come on down. And, um, I'm also helping the special players of Southern Maryland, who are a group of intellectual and developmentally disabled adults who uh, enjoy theater, like to put on their own shows. Uh, We're currently working on a fun review for them as well, and, um... When I'm not doing any of those things, I like to sleep. Yeah. Um, well, actually, actually, more, more, more to the point. I watch RuPaul's Drag Race when, <laughs> when, <laughs> when I'm not doing those things. Uh, or Feud, which oh my god, so it good. Fun. Anyway, loves and kisses out to you, children. Bye.
2: Okay, so loves and kisses from all of us to all of you. Um, and speaking of loves and kisses, we have Adam. All the loves and
1: kisses, yay! Hey everyone, what's up? Uh, It's Adam from Big Shiny Robot. I am the film critic and film reviews editor uh, from over there, and also on the Bored As Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi Andy!
3: Hi! uh, Who
1: likes to guest on here every so often. Uh, Right now, he is busy trying to save the world. I mean, literally trying to save the world, (laughs) so he... uh, I think he was—he sent like three million emails today. He said, "Yeah, uh, cool. so, solic, solicited emails—they're not you know the random ones you get pissed off at." But uh, no, he's—he's—he's he's, uh, he's doing more important things with his life than any of us ever will. So, uh, add him on Facebook, support his stuff, and yeah, just uh, plugging along. Uh, by the time this comes out, I will be that much closer to hopefully getting out of the state for a while.
2: <laughs> Hooray! And hopefully you'll be able to come and visit me. I am Brian. I am in Southern California. I am a uh, sound designer. I am uh, doing, uh, well, five or six shows, depending on how you do the math, uh, for uh, Lyric Theatre Company in Logan, Utah this summer. I am doing uh, Complete Works of William Shakespeare Bridge, followed by Big River, which I'm also mixing, so I will be there throughout the season mixing that show, followed by, uh, I think the next one up is Wait Until Dark, and then followed by that will be... um, the foreigner, um, and they're also doing, it's their 50th celebration, so I am doing a a street party thing that We'll see how that all works out. And they're also doing a big uh, fundraiser slash uh, 50 celebration for their frequent donors. I'm also doing a video game called Killing Comma, My Friend, which uh, if you look at their Instagram page, they're starting to post a lot of uh, really cool uh, images from that. And that's looking pretty bitchin'. Um, and that's that. So this week, as we said before, we are jumping into uh, fables. Todd has already done the introduction, so I believe that leaves us time to do drinking games. Now for response
0: listen up sports fans prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game remember it's only a game and if not one at that so don't take it too seriously
2: and above all else please drink responsibly so i'm going to take my drinking game i'm taking my cue from last week from todd's or mm-hmm. not Todd's, from cues i'm even still the same name i hadn't come up with a clever name but i'm going to use the same name. I'm going to say these boots are made for walking. Every time there's a reference to shoes in this book, and there are a shoes. fuck ton.
0: Yes, there are.
2: So, anybody else have a drinking game? Yes.
1: yes. Go ahead, Adam. Before someone else steals it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Um, so, so, mine's the, the Mundy Muggle, because, you know, the normal humans in this book are called Mundys, uh-huh. uh, and I don't know how it happened, but, like, the third or fourth time I read it, I read Muggle by accident, and then I same couldn't difference. switch back. Uh-huh. I just could not go back so every time I saw it I'd see the word muggle and I'd hear it in a British accent so <laughs> nice.
3: fuck you Adam
1: <laughs> was that <my> seriously <experience laughs> yours?
3: no I was calling on the mundy mundy like mundy mundy <laughs> <laughs> talking about being mundane I
0: mean.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh get out of my head <sighs>
0: <sighs> alright go ahead I've got to come up with something different <laughs> All right, mine is well, that character is a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You broke Adam, okay. I did break Adam. And it's really when you come across it's the damn fairy godmother, and as you come across this and you read that, and you're like, good hell, she's a bitch. You need to have a lot of drinking all at once in that okay. regard there. But yeah, that's, that that's one's my. That's a finisher drink. Okay. That's a finisher drink event right there. Have um, you had enough
2: time, or are you still holding a grudge against Adam?
3: <laughs> no, my my drinking game will be called will be called because this is my biggest complaint about the book. But that's not what her face looks like. art is very inconsistent in this book and there are some times when people's faces don't quite look the same Um, so take a drink
2: okay yeah. Uh, sounds good. Uh, that aside, I guess then uh, we will jump into our uh, our grading procedure uh, uh-huh. as uh, we have changed things up. So basically, it's like school. It's uh, what you get it A through F, and uh, you know you dug it. We're no longer doing the whole run out and buy it whatever. This is just like hey, we really liked it. This is we we didn't like it so much. Uh, Todd'll save you for last. Uh, Adam, what's your grade? I'm
1: I'm about a B plus, I'd say. Um, okay. The the fables world I was first introduced to. Uh, they Telltale Games who do like the Walking Dead game. They're doing an upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's like Choose Your Own Adventure for like PlayStation and, and iOS and stuff. They had one um, called The Wolf Among Us where you actually play the role of the sheriff who's referenced in this book, Bigsby, who's uh-huh. the you know the big bad wolf. So I already kind of like these characters and I didn't realize it was part of the fables world until I kind of got more into it. And I, I'm a huge Fairy tale fan, like I devoured them as kids. I was like nine years old reading Grimm's fairy tales and then having nightmares because fuck that book. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for me it was just a lot of fun. It was, I like the whole way we. I'm also as a huge musical fan. I love Into the Woods, so mm-hmm. this is kind of like the the second act of Into the Woods, where everything kind of goes to shit for these characters after their quote unquote happily ever afters. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me it was it was a really strong connection to two things that I absolutely love. So I had fun with it. I also love spy stops spy novels and spy stories, and I like seeing women kick ass, so uh, yeah, it's it's not a cultural milestone, it's not going to change your life, it's not even out there trying to make a point to make the world better, but you know what, like, how much have we been laughing since we started this episode? Sometimes you gotta just have some fun,
2: (laughs) so. Oh, and you know what, I just realized, I made a mistake, last week the book was not written by... The person who wrote iZombie Zombie* this week was the book. The person who wrote iZombie, Zombie*, so I'm sorry for that. Mm. Um, I just made that realization. Uh, Q, what is your grade?
3: I'm struggling to give a grade to this, so I, I, I don't, I don't want to put a, a letter on it because I don't want to give it too low because that is sort of like false that I didn't like it that much. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. did like it much like Adam. I liked *Into the Woods*. I never did watch once. Uh, once upon a time but like this book definitely gives those vibes mm-hmm. um, and the art I definitely struggled with I didn't really like it. It's still fun. Um, Cinderella is a very likable character. It's not that I didn't like it I just wasn't super into it so I mean maybe like a B minus C+ plus. Yeah. I mean uh-huh. cause, cause, I mean I definitely had my issues with it but at the end of the day it was still fun.
2: So, B be, be minus. Um, sure. So I'm I'm kind of with. Well, so I'll, I'll play in that sandbox a little bit. So my opinion of it is this. As an individual comic book, judging it by all comic books, I think it's a decent book. I think it's well done. I've definitely, you know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. So on that level, I'd give it, like, a B. Compared to the other books in the Fables universe, I would actually probably go closer to, like, a C. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the other Fables books are definitely stronger. And, like... I had, not to say I didn't like this book, but I think compared to some of the other stuff that is in the Fable universe, this doesn't necessarily complete completely. Um, so there are other things that I would I would recommend reading first, but this does fit in well with our theme, and it is fun. And frankly, I have to thank Todd for recommending this book because I have had this on my to-be-read pile for years. Like, seriously, <laughs> years. I have had this book. I have probably moved with this book a few times as a book that like I have bought that I need to read at some point in time, and finally I got around to reading it. And I do enjoy it. It just... It just sat there for a long time. Um, but I am also a big fan of the Fable series, so that's sort of where my review falls in there. Uh, Todd, what's your uh, what's your grade?
0: Not too far off from your guys's in this regard. What is a little bit interesting with this one, though, it is an offshoot from the main Fable storyline. So we haven't done very many books or trades on um, stories that are origin or the first round of things. Mm-hmm. So with not having that history and that knowledge already then going into the story I can completely understand and appreciate the grades of B and I would as well. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to give this a solid B in my regard. It's just as someone I mean, and with the fables trades there's something like 40 a of
2: billion. them. No, they they only they end up at like 25. Well, you've well, got wait, wait, 25 of the main. You've
0: got yeah. Ferris. You have Jack of Fables. Here's Cinderella. Yeah. They're getting right... There's like 40
2: of them at this oh, okay, point. Okay, I guess you're right. I, w- I was thinking just Fables directly, but you're right. I didn't think about Jack of Fables.
0: Right, you have Jack of Fables in this world here. And this thing came like seven years after the start of it, I swear. Yeah. So, and in that regard, I give it that. But it's spending time with the characters. And as I read it again, as I read all the Fables in this regard, um, I'll get into that more some things I really love about it is this is definitely on the Vertigo imprint which is more of the adult I mean it's not mm-hmm. porn by any means but it's definitely going for the more uh, mature readers in that regard and the art and everything else along with it definitely um, sits in that frame in that regard so it's not so much a kit a book for your 8 year old but it's really aimed at adults and everyone and having it it's really good in that regard so, yeah
1: You brought up a good point as far as this, you know, this does take place kind of in the middle of a whole mythology, and Mm -hmm. for me, personally, I was really glad that I had that experience, even just with a video game, because Mm -hmm. they do a really good job of making you understand what's happening. Like, when I got the game, I didn't know it was part of the Fables of the Universe, but they Mm -hmm. explain where the Fables came from, why they're here, what's going on, why they can't let the humans see what's happening, so I at least had... A basic foundation to appreciate what was happening here so i can um, see for someone who's never even really experienced uh, that they I, in.
3: i'm gonna counterpoint that but i'll wait until after our break <laughs> okay there <laughs> we go
2: okay um yep. okay well, i was gonna jump in now and just give kind of a basic like fables universe like real basic um yeah Todd, Adam, if you want to jump in with anything else that you feel like might be important. But I'm going real basic, like not even anything that's going to delve into stuff. Because also, we are going to read the first book of this in the coming months. So if it's something you want to jump in on and, and be ahead of us, that Curve, go ahead. But basically, the the concept of fables is that all the fairy tale characters that you know and love really existed. They used to gr- live in what they now call... What do they call that? The, the Homelands. The, the Homelands, yes. Which was the original... Uh, original lands where all the fairy tales came through then there was um, basically a big war they all basically fled and came into this world, this universe, essentially as refugees and they've set up um, a few different places, they reference two different ones in here, but uh, actually three different ones in here basically in New York City there is an area called Fable Town, which is where most fables takes place, and that's all of the human-esque characters characters that can pass for human live Mm -hmm. there, whereas all the characters who pass for uh, animals live in upstate New York on what they call the animal farm. Um, which they also do a, a little bit of a run that's a, a George Orwell reference as well. Um, but so, yes, it does talk about Big Bad uh, Big B- Wolf, which she will talk about. Big Bad Wolf um, is the original sheriff of Fabletown, and he starts out as a sheriff of Fabletown. Eventually, through some uh, some plot points, he stops being the sheriff and concentrates on some other issues, uh, especially after he ends up getting married to someone who I shall remain secret. And, um... Uh, the uh, Bell and the Beast end up taking over some of the control of uh of Fabletown. So the Beast is the sheriff, as you will see in this book, and uh, you don't see Bell in it, but she's essentially like an assistant to the mayor. And I think at the time this book takes place, I think uh, Prince Charming is the mayor at that point in time. Correct? I think so as well. Yeah. Yeah. Also, at this point in time, there's also a war that takes place. I think this is part of the Arabian Nights storyline, where there is another fable fable town in the Middle East, um, which we reference in this book, which is where Aladdin comes from. I think, uh, and uh, there is some battles going on that way. And this is sort of briefly discusses it. Doesn't really tie in. All this information is fun to read. I think it's very interesting storytelling. I think Fables is actually, as a series, is really well written and very interesting Uh, not necessarily completely required to be able to get an appreciation for this book but something to give you a jump start to know what the world is we're dealing with does Mm -hmm. does that seem fair? yeah, I'd say it's pretty good okay Cool. So at this point in time, we'll give you your chance to jump in and read this book yourself. Uh, We will do our little pause. We will sit in the ether of the internet and uh, and wait for you. And then when you press play, we'll jump in and spoil the shit out of it. So we will see you soon.
1: If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait.
2: Uh, so speaking of mm-hmm. porn comic books, Todd, did I tell you about the uh, the Patton Oswald show I went to? No. So I'm at the Patton Oswald show a little while ago, and he's doing some crowd work. He starts talking to a few of the uh, the people there, and there was a like there's one guy on the front row. He's like, "What do you do?" And he basically he designed zoos and aquariums, mm-hmm. and he actually did the aquarium in Salt Lake City, the the Living Ocean the living aquarium, aquarium or whatever it's called. Yeah. What? it's yeah. just
1: called the living aquarium
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. he hid somewhere i think it's in the otter exhibit He said is there an otter exhibit does that sound right I've maybe never been I, haven't there. Been there. I haven't been there <laughs> the, let's say yes I don't, I don't have children because pat oswald asked if they'd ever like hidden stuff in there he said yeah and he said apparently in that exhibit like if you look in the painting of like there's trees and stuff like that in the background there's like a yeti hidden in there somewhere or something like that and i might have been crossing stories but like he's hidden stuff in there but the other thing is, he goes up and talks to this woman, and this woman is uh, a publisher. She, I can't. I wish I remember the name of the publishing company. But what she makes is gay porn comics for straight women. If I remember correctly, that that's her demographic. That's So, it's, so it's straight women who want to read comics about gay men having sex. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. Which so I was like,
3: that's like, fairly like, popular. It's a
2: thing. I, I, I I like. I was not aware of that, but I'm like that is a very specific niche. Like that well, was like at the same time. Yeah, if you flip that though, it's like straight dudes
0: watching sapphic shit. But I don't uh, think yeah. the women
1: are. I don't think the women are out there
2: masturbating to the guys having sex though. Oh, well, I mean, apparently well. they are. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Apparently, you're sexier <laughs> than you realized, Adam. I mean, you should just embrace that. Yeah, I learned that again this week, so go go for that. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> That's
1: always flattering. Uh, yeah. And confusing as shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you're so pretty. So yeah, very pretty.
0: Did you know Bill Willingham actually wrote Erotica for comics? Oh, really? Yeah, so the guy who did the Fables universe. So he didn't do this book, but the mastermind beyond the Fables, he had a period of time writing Erotica. I remember looking that up at one point.
2: Well, it's also like what Rob Zombie used to do, layout art for a porn magazine. Good and someone him. actually... Someone interviewed him about it, he goes, that's the job sounds, on paper that sounds way cooler than it really was, he goes, it was actually really boring.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I had a buddy I worked with, uh, he and he had a group of friends, like three or four guys who'd been best friends since they were like 10 years old, and they were the biggest fucking nerds you've ever met in your life, and they had this thing where anytime one of them would like have a serious breakup with a girlfriend, like where it was more than just a couple days, it had been like, you know, one of them had been together like six months, one for a year, like their bonding ritual was they would all get together and make dinner, and they would sit around in bathrobes and they would read lesbian erotica to each other but in the voice of deckard kane from the diablo series <laughs> Funny, as, and, and then they Whatever would like hey and that was like that was their bonding ritual i'm like that is the gayest thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> and I, I, i'm
2: somewhat I'm fluent and gay that's a that's a really specific ritual like that's okay i'm just yeah, wrapping my head around that right right. but i i just yeah. don't think i want to I, I was at work
1: and they were i heard over her, what i'm talking on the phone about it i'm like the fuck you saying? He's like, oh, it's our thing. Yo, bro, thing. Like, bro. What you
2: need is you need some bathrobes. We're gonna make some dinner, and we're gonna read some lesbian erotica, man. <laughs> but I guess it worked. They were they were a pretty happy bunch. So, I, uh, I mean, who, who knows what else was happening after they finished with those books? I mean, they were just wearing bathrobes. I'm just putting that out there.
1: I, I never visited, so I will let your, I'll let you and everyone else's imaginations. I mean, well. I,
3: I think I own that movie though. Yeah, I'm like I'm pretty <laughs> certain. <laughs>
2: It's a, oh it's my $1 god! ninety nine a minute on XTube. So, when we were installing this big show that I was doing uh, last year, uh, one of the best lines that came out of it because like you're sitting there and you're working for days on end and you get a little bit loopy. And we had two female connectors, and someone says, "Well, we could do it. We could wire it up this way, but you can't put two female ends together." And a friend of mine goes, "Yeah, you can. I've seen it on the internet." And we all <laughs> lost our shit. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So now every once in a while, if you just sit there, and go, "Yeah, you can." I've seen it on the internet. That's a little like line you can just drop. So use that in your day to day life. Uh, enjoy it. Q, do you want to do the lightning round on this? I'm sure. I mean, it, 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 it is your calling in life. Aside from you know slacking on your costume designs.
3: I know. I'm just a slacker.
2: All right. I'm just saying, 100 more costumes. That's what we want. <laughs> There's only so many nuns.
3: <laughs> um, Alright. Lightning round begins. So, we are introduced to. Cinderella. Each issue opens up with her in some random spy-like aspect, which is pretty cool. She kind of goes through her background that, yeah, she is Cinderella of of old, but with the new twist, most of the general public thinks that she is some ditzy socialite who owns a shoe store in New York City, and uh, we're also foreshadowing. There's these two Arabian women in her shoe shop. Like, seriously, when they appear later, you're like, oh, yeah. So, you're also introduced to her, um, the guy who works in her store, who is some kind of other fable. I'm pretty sure he's somebody that nobody cares about. You're also introduced to Beast, who is the new sheriff of Fable Town after, uh, the Big Bad Wolf retires. And, uh, he has a new assignment for her. Someone is trying to sell magic items into the Mundy world. So, she's off to her assignment. She, um, goes over to this witch's house, gets some, who is, like, her cue? Uh, uh, in uh, in 007, she gives her some charms to help her on her on her mission. Um, one is which is a, a ring that can sense other magic items, which is pretty cool. So she jets off um, uh, after telling her three friends. Uh, one is a bird named Jenny Wren, the other is Puss in Boots, and the third is Hickory
2: Dickory Doc. Um, and just like a Bond movie, they will all come into play later. I- exactly.
3: So, they all touch this charm bracelet that she can call them at any moment. So, she's on her way to, uh, what is this? Uh, the Dubai... Uh, mm-hmm. Where she is promptly attacked by the man that she thinks is her concierge. Um, come to find out, oh my god, he's Aladdin! And PS, he looks nothing like this later in the book, which is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: great they, they, mentioned that. they mentioned that he shaves.
3: No, but <laughs> still. No, I, no I, his yeah. His nose is completely different. It's like, yes, he shaves, but he doesn't look anything like this any more later in the book. You know, the typical spy thing, they fight. I do like the fact that Aladdin is playing like the femme fatale character, kind of fun. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: <laughs> blah, 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 sexual tension, cause obviously that has to happen. The guy at the store in this B plot is trying to sell magical shoes. It's lame, you can just, it's like the part where you just kind of like skip over that section on the DVD. <laughs> um,
2: it's a wacky v. hijinks that in, yeah. like ensue while she's gone.
3: See, the best people who knew how to do a good B storyline was Will and Grace, because goddammit Karen and Jack were just funnier. Um, <laughs> so they go to this party um, and they uh, when they're on the roof the uh, Arabian uh, female hostess recognizes them as fables and they're attacked by her bodyguards who turn out to be these flesh-eating troll-looking monster things again. So then, the next issue it starts out with uh, civil war, which I don't understand. Um, so they escape on Aladdin's magic carpet, and the shoe guy sells Rapunzel running shoes that run for her, which seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> Guess how that one ends? Um, dun, dun, and, dun. Uh, yeah, exactly. Dun, um, dun, dun, dun. Cindy sends Jenny Ren to go get some reconnaissance. Aladdin and Cinderella flirt mercilessly but she still doesn't trust him. Whatever, whatever. Rapunzel comes back and oh my god, she can't stop running. Shocker! You mean magical things?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: Next. Um, so they travel to, I believe it's Norway. They're on the ship. The three Arabian, uh, uh, ladies reveal their disastrous plot to, um, sell magical items. That way they are no longer slaves. The magical shoes, terrible things. They're almost murdered by mud, but Puss in Boots saves them. They fight, fight, fight. They find out that the, uh, Arabian, uh, girl, uh, women are, um, also are selling the magical items to get guns. And... Blah, blah, blah. You find out that they were slaves. Yada, yada, yada. So then they travel to this other homeland called Thule. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that. Only to find out that this place has been taken over by a new leader who makes everyone smile. And there's the Smile Police. Um, so when they uh, tra- Aladdin is captured, when Cindy gets inside, you find out that... The new ruler is the uh, her her own fairy godmother because she has uh, her powers are different there because it only strikes midnight every six months, which means that her powers last for six months and not just day to day fairy godmother is a total bitch and just wants everyone to be happy. Cindy is not playing into that, and she's like, no, you actually made a lot of people unhappy, so... Cinderella fools her plans, has hickory dickory dock, turn it to midnight, so the fairy godmother's spells all go away. Uh, she hits her with a wooden shoe and, uh, leaves her to that town to to deal with. Um, See, she
1: likes to throw shoes too.
3: I know! She does! I mean... (laughs) <laughs> I told you he was likable uh, so they get back to the glass slipper uh, she fixes all the problems with the, the magic shoes blah 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 the elves then decide that they're gonna send them to uh, the veterans' invalid hospital back in the homelands, which is kind of hilarious. Find out that Aladdin was also still trying to uh, get more information on all the different uh, homelands. Which Cinderella, I guess, was totally fine with him being like a covert agent, like, you know, against her or whatever. Um, you find out that the uh, her cue witch lady also hates the fairy godmother, which is kind of amazing. So then Aladdin appears in a towel, and they kind of argue for a moment, and then they hook up the end. Yep. 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 It's not a very...
1: (laughs) It's not a very deep book.
3: I'll say that. No, no, no. It really isn't. So I, I, oh, you go ahead first. I'm always the first one
2: to talk. I guess my beef about it was is like I thought it was okay going through. I really kind of didn't want her to hook up with Aladdin at the end. I felt like it kind of was like she was a strong, independent woman the woman the entire time, and then like and I get like it's not like a situation where like she. I mean, she's it's the same situation as Batgirl in the the, the animated version of uh, of the Killing Joke. Like she's wanted to hook up with him, and that's fine. But it was just I kind of like the idea of. Him being the femme fatale and her still just being like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, I'm not interested. Um, I kind of would have liked that, but sure. other than I, that,
0: I totally saw it as the James Bond moment, and she's just James Bond. Yeah. At the end, she gets the guy.
2: That, that's that's valid. What it was, I just kind of would have <laughs> liked it to play a part, like play different than the standard part a little bit, but like that's just my own personal preferences kind of thing. So like, well, I, it, I get it. One it more the
1: nickname was Penis Galore. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> there is that as well. Right. So. Anyway, that, that's my only little. I mean, my beef. It is a very simple little story, um, mm-hmm. and uh, which, I mean, which,
3: cu- which also isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that, so, so to rebut what you guys were kind of talking about earlier, as far as like having no background in fables. So, I have no background in fables. Mm-hmm. Um. However, I'm also, you know, not an idiot, <laughs> and understanding. I wasn't saying you were an idiot. Or, 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 or once upon a time, understanding that oh. Fairytale people that were alive for yeah. you know whatever that you know they were real and now they're trying to you know fake it in the real world. Um, I think that this book does a pretty good because again, I knew fables from you know wizard solicits and all that kind of stuff, but you know I never um, you know read a book. But mm-hmm. I think this book gives you enough information that you can sort of understand what's going on, like the whole um, you know uh, when they're talking about well, how many gunshots can you take to the head? Uh, with your legend to keep you alive, that the strength of their legend being Cinderella and Aladdin, two very popular characters, Mm -hmm. being able to just maintain their immortality, um, because of how popular they are, whereas the, um, three sisters who only, I think only one of them actually gets a name, um, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously are not as popular, um, so, I mean, I think there's enough in here that you kind of get the gist without needing to read any backstory. I think that you're introduced to enough of the characters to know kind of what's going on. Like, I had no idea what the whole Emperor War or whatever was about, but it's like, oh, there was a war the Emperor <laughs> lost. Cool. That's all I needed to know. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say that somebody has to know anything about fables going into this. Um, especially with all of the just pop culture, um, stuff with, you know, once, once upon a time. And I keep wanting to call it once on this island, which is a completely different, (laughs) um, uh, and, you know, and, you know, into the woods, blah, 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 blah. Um, but so my, my biggest thing was the art. I felt it was just really inconsistent and sometimes sloppy, which sometimes does happen with a lot of these spinoff books. Um, where it's it's a spin-off book so they're not gonna mm-hmm. get you know like the the number one artist for you know for for the regular series they are gonna find someone to just kind of churn this thing out so they can get it out on time um mm-hmm. so I felt like some of that was a, it was a little sloppy um I also I really didn't like the cover images like the covers that are are inner in space between here I thought they mm-hmm. were I was, wasn't a fan of that kind of art. Um, but pluses, again, I thought Cinderella was a really likable um, heroine. I thought that she was spunky but still like, but I'm a lady I'm gonna, you know, wear heels and be fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like you would expect mm-hmm. um, Cinderella to be. But she was also still no nonsense which which yeah. I like. I struggled meaning that it, it didn't seem that interesting to me because at this point where, where we are, um you know, wh- when did this book even come out? Like, uh, in the early 2000s, maybe?
2: Probably. Mm-hmm. So, somewhere somewhere in there. I'm looking at a Hold on one second. Uh, 2010 uh, is when my copy d- came out.
3: Okay. Um. Well, I, but it, is that is that this trade, or is that the... Are you like talking about fables in general, series. or
2: just just this trade is what I was talking about? So, so, so this whole... I'm talking about this trader like the story Both. this this particular trade and this particular part of the story came out in 2010. okay
3: but like just with all of the different kind of fairy tale things that are happening these days it's kind of like okay sounds cool yeah it's not it's not something different whereas I think maybe the original fables when it actually came out was a lot you know a, a lot more different a lot more yeah. different that's that's English um you know it was, it was an interesting and newer idea. Um, kind of like Into the Woods that came out in 1989-ish um, mm-hmm. or 88 that, you know, that was like kind of revolutionary that, you know, there weren't a lot of things at that time um, <sighs> that were as popular as it was But so so it's kind of like, okay, been there, done that it's a, it, it, it's a spy book which is kind of fun um, I felt that um, Aladdin as a character was kind of meh um yeah. Because he wavers in between the femme fatale and just, you know, the regular female sidekick in most spy movies where it's like, Oh, he gets captured and tortured but I honestly didn't care. Like is yeah. that like I, I didn't care? Like I was I don't like,
2: think you're alone in that. I, I yeah, kind of didn't give a shit about Aladdin
3: either. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, whatever. Okay, Aladdin, like, suck it up. Like, you're immortal, so, like, what the fuck are they going to do to you anyway? But, yeah, and, and again, the whole B-plot with, like, the with like the shoe thing, I understand, you know, trying to throw in some humor in, into this, um, but to me it really wasn't that funny or interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of didn't care about her shoe shop, because it's kind of like an everyday, it's kind of like the, the Hawkeye books so where it's like the everyday tales of a superhero, but it's like I don't care.
1: Yeah. I,
3: I, I don't. So, I, I waver in the book in between like a B minus C plus because, because of all of those things, but as a book in general, it's still fun. <laughs> you, you know, I, I th- and, and, again Cinderella is fun and so, you know, if, if you enjoyed Fables which I'm sure that I will when we actually read the book. You'll probably, you know, read this and be like, okay, well, that was that was a little fun thing. You know, I wish it didn't cost me ten bucks, but, you know, that was fun.
0: <laughs> I think that right there is the best part of your review. <laughs>
2: that was fun. I wish it didn't cost me ten bucks. <laughs> I am going to jump in with my cocktail. Um, mm-hmm. This is not common for me, but I'm throwing in a mocktail, mainly because I just kept looking for a recipe, and they kept coming up with these cocktail, or these mocktails, so I'm doing a mocktail mm-hmm. this week, so something that will not get you drunk, but uh, looks very tasty. This is actually called a Cinderella, um, and uh, I found this recipe in a few different places. So what it is is two full ounces of freshly squeezed orange juice, uh, an ounce... Uh, uh, one and a half ounces of freshly sque- freshly pressed pineapple juice, uh, a thir- uh, three quarters of an ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice, um, an eighth of an ounce of uh, Jaffard's grenadine syrup, uh, three dashes of bitters, and then you top off with uh, club soda, and you shake all the ingredients together, um, and then strain over ice, and then you top it off with soda water. So it's the first five ingredients, and then add the soda water after the fact. Uh, but yeah, like it's just sort of like a A little fruity, you know, nice little refreshing take when you're done with your, you know, superhero or your super spy adventures.
3: Mm -hmm. See, this is what I always forget until Brian comes in with his cocktail. I always forget to give mine.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's all good. Jump So so
3: mine, mine is called the Glass Slipper, and it is two ounces of gin and a half ounce of blue curacao. Pour those things into a shaker full of ice, shake that shit up. Straight mm-hmm. into a martini glass and garnish with a lime
2: twist. Adam, do you have a cocktail and or thoughts? Yeah,
1: so I'll, I'll throw my cocktail in. I'm calling it uh, a spy until midnight.
2: Uh, okay.
1: It's one ounce of applejack, uh, half ounce of apple cider. So I, I, I actually prefer honey apple cider. That's just m- my own personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a uh, uh, freshly squeezed lemon, uh, s- freshly squeezed wedge of lemon. There. Yeah. Uh, a half ounce of apricot liqueur. You shake that up over ice, strain it into a, a, a cocktail glass, and you top with a, a sparkling white wine. Oh, nice! It's a very appley, apple themed. Um, I haven't really done much in the apple realm. I mean, I'm still learning to like whiskeys and stuff. And this isn't a whiskey, but it mm-hmm. kind of falls outside the the typical vodka drinks I, I like to go to. Gotcha. It's kind of like what, what Q said. I mean, this is a very, very basic story. I just I'm a sucker for spy novels and spy stories.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I I liked how this it didn't quite go the whole film noir route. I mean, yes, you did have the the male fatal, like we saw yeah. with a, with Aladdin. Um, but it didn't have like the you know, the hard boiled detective, you know, drinking a bottle of jack and chasing after a MacGuffin type thing. But mm-hmm. it was it, it really felt like, you know, as much as the title is kind of a riff off from Russia with Love from James Bond, mm-hmm. it was just cool seeing this gender bent spy story. And uh, for anyone who ha- who hasn't seen the movie there's a movie out there called spy um, was with McCarthy which is absolutely fantastic and it's one of the funniest movies you'll ever see and it was really again fun to see that different take on something where you actually had you know the that kind of almost in some cases helpless dude and you know damseling a guy is kind of funny because it's you don't get that uh, mm-hmm. but again that, that wasn't really the point it wasn't the point of this book wasn't to go out there and make a statement it was just to have fun you've got a rich and just varied history of a world here that's got you know so many so much mythology and so much going on um, and it's cool because every single character you come across especially in fable town like you feel like you want to go follow their thread and see where their story goes like I know mm-hmm. about Bell and beast from playing the game but I want to see you know hey okay, well how come he's the the sheriff now not Bigsby I'm like I want to know what happened to Bigsby where'd he go what's yeah. going on there mm-hmm. What's uh why is Prince Charming a dick you know <laughs> they have been food.
2: married a lot of times so. <laughs> <Yes>. uh,
1: <laughs> but there's all these little breadcrumbs all over the place that you gotta follow around and mm-hmm. I, what I love here was that it did a really good job of blowing open this world letting you come in kind of sample little bits and pieces of it while you still had your main course of the story of Cinderella but you could get done and be like oh I kind of want to know about this person or what happens here or where does this mm-hmm. go so it, it stands as a good opener to a series. Like, And like you said, I'm really glad we are reading it uh, coming up in a couple months because this is yeah. one of the ones I've wanted to get around to for a very long time. And just life is life. You know, we all get busy. Uh, and and in reading, reading my normal comics plus uh, have a graphic novel a week, you just run yeah. out of time. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited to later on experience this from the beginning and kind of find out where all this was coming from and where it's going.
2: Uh, and Todd cocktails and thoughts
1: Uh,
0: my cocktail on there is I mean she's really pulling the James Bond bent side of these things but Mm -hmm. she's also a world traveler so there's this French martini version it's a ginger martini with rose water so yeah so I'm gonna call it uh, Cinderella's Rose and what it is it's a one and a half ounces of gin half ounce of a ginger liqueur one ounce of a uh, rose liqueur, half ounce of lime juice, and you put that all in your shaker, you shake that shit up, and you strain it, put it in a glass, and you garnish it with a lime wedge. Because Ooh. it's French and fancy of what she would have, but it's still mm-hmm. a martini, so she's rocking it from that angle. Um, it was really interesting. I enjoyed listening to Adam's review on this. It brought me back while I was looking this up. So Fable started this uh, comic series in 2002, so that was a while ago. So I can mm-hmm. definitely see how it's um was seemed a bit more fresh then, and it only concluded recently. And they're even launching it back up again because Vertigo's in trouble, and they haven't had good stories in a while. So yeah, they're just going. The, from the original their past.
2: creator is done, but they're they're gonna keep doing them from what I understand. Sure.
0: But um, as a series in a whole, I
2: really loved it. You watch these things like, oh, I
0: know this character from that story. What's it like set in this situation and what are their personalities? It's a lot of fun. I mean, um, even for this book, though, the author called it a mix of Honor Majesty's Secret Service with sex in the city. Mm -hmm. So you had a little bit of that going on. And um, on the art, it's not always the A list. But I will also say, though, I absolutely love these covers. It's the same covers that did the main um, fables line, and I just think they're there's something magical about a lot of them. And yet they're still for mature readings. There is it was a rather sensual book, all in all, the way it was drawn and set up. So not out and right like overtly sexy per se, but you know it was as a response from like the previous one is you definitely had kids in high school with the ms marvel and that art there was very fitting for the story and whatnot and that did a great job but the art here too um also brought it in and met it that made it appropriate for the storyline you want to have a um if that other art style was with this book i think it'd be a lot more jarring than what is here because you have adults and adult situations um but at the same time i mean it was a good time and then you've got little puss in boots coming in to wreck havoc and save the day yeah so right so it's a lot of fun it brings me back to the time is after reading this again it makes me just want to read that whole series again but there's 22, 24 trades or something like that? Some yeah, crazy. I think it's one like 22.
2: Now. I still have 20 in my bag I need to read. And we'll discuss it more when we actually do Fables. But Fables was one of my gateway drugs into comics. Um, mm-hmm. When I first went to a comic store um, with a friend of mine who kind of. Introduced me, uh, mm-hmm. the two books that I got that I've still been reading to this day um, are Fables and The Walking Dead. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I jumped into both those series and I've been following them ever since. Um, and it was a little heartbroken to find out that uh, you know Fables was ending, but uh, we'll mm-hmm. see where a different author can take it. Um, sure. But uh, but yeah, uh, does anybody else have any thoughts? Everybody gotten their kind of review in? Yeah. I think so. Like like it's this isn't
1: War and Peace. This is yeah. Uh, no, sure
2: badasses mm-hmm. traversing the world and going after MacGuffins. Does anybody have any uh, re- recommendations? I mean, I can jump in with mine. Yep, uh do it. So, uh, I'm partially doing this blind, so I'm not necessarily recommending this movie, but they did make a movie recently of um, uh, a Daniel Clowns book uh, called uh, Wilson. And the thing about Daniel Clowns is before, as we just kind of discussed, that um, when I first started going to comic shops, what I was reading was Fables and uh, Invincible and uh, The Walking Dead. Um, but before that, when I was in college, and kind of wanted to get into comics a little bit. What I could, what I did start reading was a lot of Daniel Clowns stuff because it was carried at uh, like Barnes & Noble back before they started having lots of different graphic novels. It was more like the independent stuff, Um, and he's most famous probably for having written the graphic novel that became um, uh, Ghost World. He also wrote the book that uh, inspired the movie uh, Art School Confidential and whatnot. Um, Lots of books about sort of weird outsiders and things like that when I was, you know, in college and high school, and, you know, that kind of really uh, spoke to me. So i there is a movie of Wilson out. It stars a um, guy from Natural Born Killers. and oh, Woody Harrelson, who reviews say is the best part of the show. So I'm curious about seeing it. So I'm not recommending the movie, but I am recommending some of Daniel Clown's book to some people like it it's it's a little weird it's a little out there um, for some people they'll really enjoy the hell out of it and some people will be like this is not for me and I totally get that that's kind of the the nature of his work in general um, but stuff that I actually have really enjoyed and, and definitely uh, like my my early early entrance into comic books uh, so anybody else have anything they want to recommend so I technically haven't read
3: this but the feel of it remi- the, this book reminded me of, um, of this series So, there is a series that came out in 1998 called Danger Girl.
1: Um, I've heard about that before. It originally
3: came out um, with Image, and then moved over to IDW, um, which I don't know, is that still Image? I don't even know. I don't even know anymore!
2: IDW is different.
3: It's it's about a secret uh, a secret agents agency called Danger Girl. Uh, the three leads are uh, all female. There's Abby Chase, who's kind of the uh, uh, marksman, the like the leader of the group. There's Sydney Savage, who is the uh, femme fatale, who uses whips and wears cat suits. And then there's oh, oh what's her name Sugar. Uh... Did you say sugar? Yes, of course. <laughs> um, now I can't. Now I can't remember. Oh, uh, oh, Natalia. Uh, Natalia. She's eventually goes bad. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but she, she's the you know the the Russian. Um, but anyway, it's it's just kind of like tongue in cheek. A little T and X is drawn drawn and created by J. Scott Campbell. Um, just silly spy fun stuff with girls. Yay! And I I never read the book. I read some stuff about it in Wizard. I think I have like a mini comic that came with like a um, an issue of um, of Wizard at one time, and it's it just seems like good camp fun. Which this sort of uh, just it just made me think of it. So if you're kind of feeling into in this a similar kind of mood, Danger Girl is out there.
2: Uh, Todd, do you have any recommendations? Yeah, um, if you enjoyed this, I might have recommended
0: it before, but I'll bring it up again. Um, there is a three trade pack paperback series called Velvet by Ed Brubaker. Yeah, it, it's great, but it basically takes the idea of if Money Penny was a kick-ass secret agent kind of a thing and getting back into it. But Ed Brubaker writes amazing, and this is a much more hardcore, hard-boiled kind of take on a story in this regard here. But yeah, Velvet. And it's great, so read that one. And uh,
1: yep. Adam. Cool, so we're coming up close, and in fact, by the time this comes out, it may have already the first episode aired, but uh, S.T.A.R.S. is doing a uh, they're a series based on Neil Gaiman's American Gods, mm-hmm. uh, which is absolutely one of my favorite books of all time, and I didn't realize it, but uh, there's a, a, a second book that takes place in the same world called Anansi Boys that I read uh-huh. way, way back a long time ago before I even heard of American Gods. Uh, so I kind of read the books in backwards order, which honestly doesn't matter because they're, they're, they're just similar stories in the same world. Uh, but yeah, American God comes out. It, it looks absolutely amazing. I'm really excited for it. And to kind of get going, I just started rereading the book again and mm-hmm. I forgot just how absolutely amazing that is and how much, how gr- it's one of, you know, uh, Neil Gaiman's greatest works. So I know and we're, to interject we're,
0: we're... there, sorry. Oh. Audible has a all-star cast that does oh, really? American Gods, and it is out of this world fabulous. So yes, Audible do the anniversary cast edition of American Gods. Sorry, cool. See,
1: I, no, I just I don't I've never really gotten into Audible books myself, so maybe mm-hmm. I'll I'll look at it. But it, it's one of those things where it's such a crazy, unique story and mythology of. You know the old gods that are moving west and confronting the new gods so you've got like Odin versus the, the god of TV and the god of TV is Lucille Ball um mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's just so out there and crazy but it's also really fun um and especially if you're familiar with like Norse mythology and where you know so there's there's a lot of imagery that happens in the books that I, I didn't get the first time but now that I've gone and you know kind of buffed up on w- world history and world mythology I'm seeing things f- from a new light so Uh, Yeah, just I'd say check out the book or if you want to wait, it'll be on stars pretty soon If you've got Amazon Prime, you can get it for like eight bucks a month And so you don't have to worry about paying like 30 bucks a month to your cable provider because that's bullshit Uh, (laughs) But I'm almost 99% sure as I get going and start watching the show like you'll that'll be my recommendation every week So I do apologize for gushing in advance
2: Uh, so I mean I guess that uh, about does unless anybody else has anything else I have a dog who desperately wants to go outside um, so uh, I think we will call that good if nobody else has anything else. Nope, I'm good. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll thank you very much for joining us and we will see you on the flip side. So that thank you for joining us for
0: this week's episode. This band of Knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as FunnyBooksandFireWater. And And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksandFireWater.com for the most up to date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week,
1: support your local comic shop to get your bartender well and stay hydrated.